good. All right. Let's get this show started. Be quiet, Judith. <laughs> All right. How's everybody feeling? All right. Everybody excited for a Mutiny Radio open mic? The best the best thing ever, pretty much. All right. I, uh, I'm the host. My name's Max uh, Mawachanin. Uh, this is the first time a host has ever pronounced my name correctly. So that's exciting. Uh, my last name, is, it sounds funny because like it's Serbian. Uh, Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe, for those of you who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis. It's a, I call that a Djokovic. I, uh, every now and then I tell people like I'm, like my last name's Serbian, and they're like, oh, you guys started World War I. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're trendsetters. Back then, people were like, World War, that's not even a thing. And the Serbians were like, well, that's, it's, uh, it's going to be a thing. You know, the, the whole world's going to be on board with this idea. Just you, just you watch. It was popular enough that 23 years later, the Germans copied, like, started their own world war. They stole our idea. Germans are like the Carlos Mencia of war. That's a, I told that joke to some Carlos Mencia fans, and they were like, that's good. I think I'll use that. So, I, uh, all right. I'm going to try. I'm just going to tell you guys about my day, and then I'll be done. So when I get to the point where I tell you guys that I'm heading to Mutiny Radio, you'll know the set is almost over. So... So I started the day, I was getting ready for work. I ate breakfast and I started brushing my teeth. And I noticed that my toothpaste has directions on it. And I was like, who needs directions for tooth? Like, I've never opened the toothpaste and been like, like, what do I do next? You know, like, do I, do I put it on my toothbrush or do I put it in the microwave? Like I, I was just picturing some guy like putting toothpaste on the counter and he's just like, I feel like I did something wrong. Like I skipped a step. Is there a YouTube tutorial I can consult? And I feel like if you don't know how to use toothpaste, then you probably uh, don't have teeth. That's my theory. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So then I started putting on sunscreen after that because that's, you know, it's almost summer. I got to do that. Uh, and I noticed that my sunscreen, like it said that it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never gone outside on like a hot day and been like, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff, you know. Like I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this will suffice. And is it like they made the sunscreen smell like the thing that it's supposed to protect you from? That'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. All right, cool. So at that point, I'm basically ready to go to work. Uh, so I go to work. I work like in the tech industry, but I, I don't really like it, so you don't have to hate me. I feel like that's like, like people have two reactions. They either work there too, and they're like, oh, you're changing the world, you're great, or or they just hate you, you know? There's no in-between. Uh, so I started talking to some of my coworkers, which I usually don't like to do. Uh, not because I don't like them, but because I'm shy. Uh, I, like, I've always been that way. I know that I've always been shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time. Okay, I, didn't, I didn't reunite with anybody. Uh, so I was talking to my coworkers, and... Uh, one of them used that expression, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I was like, if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be like, how do I go to the bathroom in private, you know? Or, or like, the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. Like, I, I need to buy curtains for the floor, you know? Like, cur curtain carpet, you know? Like, people be like, does the uh, carpet match the drapes, you know? And I'd just be like, they're the same thing in this house. There's no difference. The other thing about living in like a glass house is I wouldn't be able to participate in knock-knock jokes. 
because my front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask, you know. Like they'd be like knock knock, and I'd be like, "You're an orange. I can see you. <laughs> Come on in and have a banana." Hi, Devora. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so then I, I, I left work and I came to Mutiny Radio. So that pretty much brings us up to date. And then I did my set. And then I remembered that I'm supposed to remind you guys to donate $2. Uh, there's no jar here, so y you, can just, uh, you can just give it to me. I'll take care of it. It should be fine. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start the show once Pam brings out the jar. Is the jar available today or...? The hippies stole the money. All right, well, maybe you should. All right, uh, are you guys ready for your first comedian? Yeah. All right. Did you do, do, are we not ready, George, or what was it? Yeah, yeah, we oh. go. Now we can go, all right. <laughs> okay, everybody give it up for Jade. Make it right. Okay, I'm gonna move. It doesn't matter. Hey, everyone. What up? Alright. Hi, Pam. Thanks for moving those chairs. That meant more to me than you understand. Or anyone. Well, you understand. Nobody else does. Alright. But I still have to tell this joke because I've been wanting to tell it. You guys wanna play a game? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Christian, and the only reason I'm a Christian is because that's really funny to say, and I'm not a liar. So I had to convert, just so I could say I'm a Christian. <laughs> it's like going to AA. You don't actually believe it. You just just do it anyway. So we're going to play a game. On the count of three, you're going to pray as loud as you can, and I'm going to try and get on the stage. Ready? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand new stage, you know? Oh shit, I'm sorry. That was not on purpose. It's not broken. Pam, I still appreciate you. It's not broken. Prayer doesn't work. That's what we learned. That's what we learned. Oh yeah, the love is still there. The love is still there. <laughs> Judith, you're like my other aunt. Aww. Do you want to be with me right now? This is all I have, Jade, yes. <laughs> That's all I have, too. <laughs> okay, let go very slowly. Very slowly. Ah! Ah! It's okay. I don't need to be heard. I just need to be seen. I have a, I have a disability. It's called a marijuana addiction. <laughs> this is what happens to you. It ravages your body. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I decided to quit smoking pot. So this day marks the 420th time I've decided to do that. And to celebrate, I rolled up a big fat doobie. So, it's okay, let's change the subject. I like music. You guys like music? Yeah. Yay. We're Christian, we like music, we're starting out good. <laughs> oh, my, I love bands, some of my favorite bands. The Rolling Stones, Queens of the Stone Age, Stone Temple Pilots, it's a really obscure band called Stoney McStonerson. Stone, Stone. <laughs> oh man, this shit's hard. I don't even like food anymore. I used to love food just to play the hot tuna and cold tuna right next to each other. It's wonderful. Yes, just somebody has to be with me. Oh, wow. That man knows the magic touch. This is why I bring him everywhere I go. Just kidding. He brings me. That's the reality. That's actually the reality. Uh, what is love? They don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No. Wow. That was... I was like, should we do free bird now? <laughs> I made some chili the other day, and I got food poisoning. And it's a funny thing when you're poor, you do funny things. I just kept eating that chili. I'm still eating it. It's fine. It's good to be frugal. I would have spend $30 on that, $30 on another chili. I have some fucking dignity. That's why I buy organic. It's okay. It's hard. It's hard for disabled people. Like, imagine being paralyzed in your 30s. That's got to be hard, because you don't learn how to do everything. And by the time you relearn how to do everything, you're too old to do anything, so it's over. No, I think a good paralyzing age is 16. That's the age. Because then here's the, here's the sequence. It goes injury, coma, rehab, Sexual frustration, because you can't jerk off. Suicide attempt. And then wheelchair sports. And then your whole life is just wheelchair sports. Dude, I would, you may not ever take your own shit ever again, but you'll still be the star center of your basketball team. I would give up autonomous shitting for that. All right, my name is Jay. Thank you very much. Jay! Before, before Max gets back up there, I gotta say, someone on the last show took the tip jar, went into the bathroom, stole all the quarters and change out of it. Stole all the quarters and change out of the tip jar and then left it in the bathroom. What I'm saying is that person was at the open mic from three to six. So thank you comedians for donating $2 and giving a shit instead of stealing fucking $17.50 in change, you fucking hippie dickbags. I guess you needed that money more than me, even though the California government just came after me again today and said, where's your 2016 tax return? And we want all your money from forever, but I've only been making 12 grand a month to keep an open mic open for you, you fucking dirty hippie fucks. And you steal my fucking money? You steal my fucking 1750 and change Max Moakinin is the nicest person uh, <laughs> 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 
All right, this is the good cop, bad cop portion of the show. I don't know if you guys noticed, but she was so angry. She said she makes twelve grand a month, which is one hundred forty-four thousand a year. A year. So a year, I think I'm just gonna take this because I think she's doing. I think she's doing fine. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah. All right, give it up for Warhol Kaufman. Uh, I feel like I have a talk show now. That's nice. Let's see if I can read my notes upside down. Yeah, it's a hot mic. Look out. Look out, guys. <laughs> they turn it down when I come in the room and shit. Uh, 1750 what is she going to get? You could get... $7 beers at Pops right now, the coldest beers in town. I'm I'm thinking she's not a tipper. That's two two beers. Some swishers. If she she fucked up, she could have stolen my weed. I just left my bag there. If you're there, come back, return seventeen fifty and just steal my weed. All my weed is worth about seven I have jokes so I was gonna tell. Oh. Oh, apparently I have a hot girlfriend. Uh, this is a theory that I have based on the fact that guys keep passing me their dick pics. Like, could you show this to uh, to your lady? Could you just my. Could you? Is the light good here? Actually, could you just take a picture? Could you fluff me? And take a take a photograph, and send it to Nelly for me. Um, the Golden State Killer, up and down California, raping, murdering, 30-something years. Who would have thought it was a cop? Who knew? Who could have predicted it was the police murdering people all over California for 30 years? Who knew? Took a lot of research. They figured it out. I want to know who my mom is thinking about uh, when she plays those sad songs while she's cleaning during my childhood. You know, it's all these songs like, my jeans, I want them back, and I'm never going to dance again because guilty feet have got no rhythm. All these, all these sad songs, and I'm trying to figure out, is she thinking about the bisexual Native American from high school that she told me I remind her of? Is it Hank, who used to be around uh, when I was in preschool, at that preschool where the hot preschool teacher would kiss us all on the mouth? I know it's not my father. Who is it? Probably not my stepdad. I've been thinking about the sociology of large cocks, you know? Like, we know so much about small-dicked men, you know? Like, we know what they drive. We know who they murder with AR-15s. We know so much about them. What about men with large cocks? Um, what do we really know? I know a little bit about uh, medium-sized penis men. I know they wear khakis. I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. And poverty is like quicksand. It's hard to build a foundation. It's difficult to identify. It sucks you down. The difference between poverty and quicksand 
is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. It's impossible. Um, on Facebook, apparently they did a pedophile survey. It's a survey. Like, uh, how do you feel about sexy babies on your timeline? Do you want more sexy babies, more sexier babies, younger, hotter babies? Or uh, what if the babies aren't hot and they're just in sexy attire? How do you feel about it? A lot of people were upset about the survey. Uh, a few people liked it, though. Some people liked it. I was in uh, the pork store, and this hipster was on my right, and he was talking about babies on airplanes, and he was like, oh, God, baby, a baby on an airplane is basically a terrorist. They should ground the plane. I hate babies on airplanes. And I turned, and I was like, don't you wish all children would die? And the hipster shut the fuck up, so that was nice. That was nice. I've been reading about the richest black billionaires. Uh, all these articles about the top 10 richest black billionaires worldwide, the five richest black American billionaires. No one it seems to care about the poorest black billionaires. And those are my favorite black billionaires. Black billionaires. Any venting in between here, Pam? Or are you good? <laughs> All right. Oh. Anyway. So I'm I'm switching over. Are we good now, George? All right, I got one fan. Uh, is there somebody here by the name of Wonder Dave? Okay. Uh, so I think, uh, Warhol, would you mind reading me the next the name after Wonder Dave? Is that, okay, all right. Scheinberg, is that, how do, how do you say your name? Is it Scheinberg? All right, give it up for Jared Scheinberg. Uh, it's nice to be here. Um, I'm excited. My birthday is coming up soon. I'm at the age. Oh, <laughs> that's as, as excited as I am, actually. Um, I'm at the age now where a lot of my friends are having kids. And I'm so jealous of their kids. Like, hey, man, you want to hang out? Nah, I can't. I got to watch the kid. Really? That's all you ever do? You hang out with them all night? Yeah, help him when he pees himself. You both stare at the same set of boobs? That used to be us. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> uh, my wife and I don't want to have kids. Yes, thank you. All right. Get on the train. That's right. Um, this surprises a lot of people, right? It's kind of awkward how people react. They think there's a medical problem. Like, Grandma, you don't want to know about my balls, trust me. But, uh, yeah, we don't want to have kids, so people usually try to convince us, like, we haven't thought about it before. They're like, God, don't you want someone to take care of you when you're older? Yeah, it's called a doctor. Don't you want uh, a little you? I am a little me. Don't you want uh, 
Don't you want to teach someone valuable life lessons? Sure, but kids don't want to take advice from their parents. I'm sure even Jesus is like, God damn it, mind your business. You think you know everything. Um, we have a large epidemic of childhood obesity in this country, which is terrible, right? But I am saving a lot of money on clothes. I'm a child size 14 Husky, which for a child is abnormal, but for an adult is also abnormal. Yeah. Currently wearing a 10-year-old's hand-me-downs. They're a little big in the crotch. I got sick a lot as a kid. Uh, yeah, but my, I didn't like the taste of medicine, so my mom would put pills in with my applesauce. She calls this being a good parent. I call it being roofied. I don't remember second grade. Um, yeah, I'll be married six years this summer. Uh, we recently moved into a new apartment. I haven't met my new neighbors yet, but I can hear them through the wall. Yeah, the other night I finally learned their names. Harder Jim and oh, oh, oh. I often think, what do my neighbors think when they hear my wife and I have sex? We're both skinny people, so it sounds like keys falling down a sewer grate. <laughs> click, 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 click. That's as long as it takes. Those are my moves, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, we're, we're trying to spice things up in the bedroom. Yeah, like we started to role play. It's exciting. She prefers my understudy. <laughs> Last night, she pretended to be a nurse, and she told me to be a patient in a coma. I knew people do dick pics now. That wouldn't impress my wife. She sees me naked all the time. If I were to send her a picture of my penis, it would have to have a lot of special effects added. You know, maybe get a tiny blue screen to put in my crotch. I'd be like, hey, babe, this is my penis in Hawaii. This is my penis, juggling balls. It's awkward. This is my penis, photoshopped onto the top of a much bigger penis. Does that do it for you? <laughs> How do you like that? Um, let's see. I, uh, anybody here been busted for loitering? Not recently. <laughs> How is this a crime, right? Loitering is simply to wait around without apparent purpose. This is most of my life. I need to see a license and registration, but officer, I wasn't doing anything. Exactly. Well, what's the punishment? To go to jail and wait around without apparent purpose? I'm from Brooklyn, that's my Brooklyn accent. Uh, <laughs> I recently read that you are the sum average of the five people who you're closest to. This makes sense to me. I'm outgoing like my wife, nice like my mom, generous like my dad, and fun like my best friend. I'm just waiting to get my neighbor's black penis. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is fun. All right. If we really are the average of our five closest friends, I need to stop hanging out at Mutiny Radio, I think. This is... I think uh, I might not be here Monday, Pam. Sorry. I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's it's, it's a joke. This is a comp. 
Uh, how you doing? Are, are you Wes Phillips by any chance? All right, cool. So that crowd work leads into my next thing, which is <laughs> everybody give it, keep it up. Give, what's the word? Keep it going for your next comic, Wes Phillips. I always love intros, man. They <laughs> they're always so random. I'm gonna go right into it though. I saw this out in the street uh, a couple days back, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, I saw this kid. I think I'm really feeling like kids getting too old these days. Like they're before their time. They're not even kids anymore. Like I saw this kid. He was sitting in a stroller like this. In a stroller. This is not a stroller sitting position. This is like you're waiting your turn to debate somebody on NPR. Right? This is the position that you need to be taken under this circumstance. I don't know. That's my little fun physical comedy. <laughs> All right. Um, where do I want to go from there? Anybody drink kombucha? Kombucha? Yeah? I don't think you do. You strike me as the type who does. Um, I only started this because uh, I was drinking too much. And um, so I needed to get healthy. And uh, I started drinking this stuff. And I, it, I, I used to call it kombucha because, like, the first time that stuff on the bottom hit my lips, like, I thought maybe I had got one from a disgruntled employee. Like, you know, like I had to call up the company. It was like, uh, you might need to talk to somebody down there. Uh, and then they just had to explain to me that that's what they taste like. So um, I started drinking about seven or eight of them of a day now. It's pretty good. They go good with vodka, you know, because like I read on there, it's like 0.5% alcohol. So like that's good. 80 proof's got to be better, right? Like, you know, just going for that real good health kick. All right. <laughs> um, one of the cu curious things about it, though, was uh, I read on there, like, if you drink too much of that stuff, you can get jaundice, you can puke. And, uh, there's all these elements. You can even die. And I'm like, well, then at what point is it you're just drinking alcohol? Like, that's all the same side effects. Like, you might as well just drink alcohol. I'm paying $6 a bottle for this shit. I can just go buy a 30-pack of Tecate and have a party. It sounds like a better time to me. I guess these are just life hacks. I don't even think these are jokes. <laughs> Sometimes I have better ideas than jokes. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, I do drink too often, too much sometimes. I'm pulling back. But uh, part of it was uh, I was feeling a little weird. Uh, people would see me on their morning routine, like jogging through. Uh, any morning, I'd wake up in the middle of somewhere unusual, and then I'd have you stumbling through some wilderness, just aimlessly waiting for some sound to like take me into a different direction, and all dehydrated, and uh, I just got tired of people trying to smash my head. And I'm not patient zero. I just had a good time last night, so just <laughs> relax. Um, yeah, so I quit that. Um, <laughs> Try not to look at these, but gonna have to. Uh, people say, uh, <laughs> people say I'm too old for this shit. Um, I, I, I admit I'm getting a little bit older, uh, but I don't know. I think I'm too old for Tide Pods. I do know that. Is that still a thing? People still eating that shit? No, they went on to snorting condoms, huh? So this is an old premise. You can't even keep up with the with the weird things that uh, the younger people are doing these days. Um, eating Tide Pods is weird. Uh, it's also weird that I can't have uh, sliders at um, Crepe Vine. Anybody know Crepe Vine? After that restaurant down there, this is a six-year six age limit on sliders, which I think is bullshit. Like, you go into a, a, a bar, and you can get sliders there. Yeah, it'd be 21 and older to get there, but you can't get them at Crepe Vine. Um, and uh, I, don't, I think I'm all out of whack on this one. 
That's the only new shit that I'm trying to work out. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Yeah, whatever. I'll move on. You ever watch people fucking traffic? No, never. Not like it's not like a thing that happens often. I'm sure, but uh, I saw this off of the Bay Bridge coming over into San Francisco, um, and uh, it was at night, so they're all backlit, and um, I'm pretty sure it's two guys. I can't be sure because you never could tell, but. Uh, <laughs> I saw, I mean, they were silhouetted. You mean, you couldn't see any details. So, like, uh, but I saw this rhythmic pumping up and down, and I'm like, well, maybe there's CPR. I mean, that's the logical place your brain goes, right? Uh, thank you. Um, but uh, what it turned out to be was uh, these two people were going at it. And what was weird about that was there's like eight other people in this van. And I don't know what they were doing because they're all st staring straight ahead stoically. So I don't know if uh, they looked, that they were going to have to do something. I don't know, whatever the case was. But the weird part was was that after everything was said and done, they rolled down the windows and they just started dumping these sex-filled wet naps outside. Like, not even like one or two. Like, they went to Costco and like stocked up for this one event it was like some weird um i don't know reboot amateur of uh porn of mario kart i think i don't know i guess i'll work all that shit out thanks for listening to it y'all have a good night all right make some noise if you have the same name as your father and your grandfather really okay because the next comedian is zachary oliver wiseman the third and, oh, right, there we go. All right, so he is here. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, Mutiny Radio. It is fantastic to be here. Um, so I spent uh, all of yesterday trying to sell uh, some garbage paintings I made because uh, I'm real poor, you know, real poor. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go home until I sell one of these goddamn paintings. All right, you know, just really force myself to because I'm real bad at it I'm not good and so I, I left the house at noon and I, I didn't sell a painting until 2.45 a.m. today which is uh, kind of remarkable in itself and the way I sold this painting is I entirely gave up on selling paintings and I was walking down the road and there was a gay man crying into a newspaper rack and I, uh, I just had a genuine human interaction. I asked him uh, how he's doing. He quickly wiped his eyes. I'm fine. I was like, well, I mean, it's fine if you're not doing fine. You know, you don't have to be fine all the time. Uh, and then, uh, then I consoled him a little bit and uh, gave me $10 because he thought I was homeless. And I insisted on giving him a painting. And I knew as soon as I started giving him a painting that he was going to give me more money. Because uh, I don't know I don't know why I knew it, but I knew it. And then he gave me 20 more dollars. And I gave him uh, this piece of canvas I dumped house paint on. <laughs> 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 Fucking got him! <laughs> you, no! Mm. You, uh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> I conned uh, a poor gay man who's crying into a... Newspaper receptive. Why would you applaud that? I took advantage of a man in his deepest time of need. I pretended to be someone who cared so I could get at that disposable gay income. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're all rich, I think, the gays. Cute haircut. Fuck you. <laughs> I hate this haircut the most. Uh, so <laughs> Someone uh, offered to give me a haircut, and I was like, yeah, okay. And she said, how do you want your hair? And I was like, I yeah, just do whatever you want. 
and then I this. <laughs> it's so much harder to buy drugs now. <laughs> it's like infinitely more hard. I had a guy, uh, I was I was in the tenderloin uh, just drawing on top of a trash can, you know, because I'm a classy dude. And uh, he goes, hey! And he, he yelled at me and said that I was a successful undercover cop. <laughs> And I had to look behind me. And then I remembered I had a haircut. And I was like, ah, fuck. He got me. Fucking got me. This is the worst. I don't, really don't like it at all. This is not... Like, the people that want to talk to me are not the people that I want to talk to now, you know? I don't care about any kind of business venture you're involved in. I want to go back to the times uh, where someone's like, hey, cool jacket, you do meth? You know what I mean? <laughs> It's way more fun. One time, uh, when I was uh, more disheveled, I was in the the Carl's Jr. that used to exist on 7th and Market. Huh? That's gone. Sad, sad. It's gone. Uh, I used to call it Crack Jr., you know, because, boy, there was a lot of crack going through that place. Uh, one night I was in there, and I was uh, buying uh, hamburgers with food stamps. And this guy comes up, and he goes, uh, Hey, man, could you buy me a hamburger? And I was like, nah, man, I can't help you. And then he uh, pulled out a baggie and just dumped some heroin on the table. And I was like, I will be right back with your hamburger. Because <laughs> even if I didn't do heroin, that's a great fucking deal. You know, I didn't know the exchange rate of heroin had to do with hamburgers. <laughs> Definitely getting you a hamburger. So I got him a hamburger, and then we sat there and ate hamburgers and just snorted heroin off the table of a fast food restaurant. God, this is a great city, really. They say it's changed. I would like to see what it used to be like. That's... How does it used to be more lax than that? That's fucking insane. That's crazy. So, uh, who here is as big a fan uh, of the flaccid uh, dicks uh, parades in San Francisco as I am. Huh? Flaccid dick parades, huh? Every fucking street festival. It's just an excuse for 70-year-old men to pull out their flaccid dicks and wrap like sparkly bows on them and shit. That's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> During the uh, Folsom Street Fair, uh, I tried to get a video of me playing It's Amore while a guy got paddled in the balls. But it takes two hands to play stuff, and I couldn't, I just couldn't, I took like... I'm really ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself. All right. Cool. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I think that was the most efficient joke I've ever told. Like, I didn't... I, I wasn't even trying. I had some... I'm really on right now. All right, uh... I think this is a good time to remind people to donate $2 so that some, some hippies can steal it later, most likely. Um, thank you, sir. <laughs> I like, like more than $2. Uh, all right, so you guys ready for your next comedian? All right, give it up for Utsav Dixit. I really have to pee, like, really bad. 
Um, I, I wanted to see if I could do a set like really having to pee. I think it stretches to the bathroom if you want to do your set in the bathroom. I don't have that level of like... <laughs> urethral thrust? I don't, is that what, bladder thrust? I don't... I just, I'm trying to get to advanced stage comfort. I'm at intermediate. And so doing this set with like a shit ton of pee trying to burst out is one way to maybe practice. Right? Can you guys tell that I really, I got really have to go, like I'm shaking from the inside. Can you, no? This is good, all right. Um, maybe I'll sweat it out and that's how the toxins go. Um, I've been dating a lot and um, uh, dating culture in San Francisco is really annoying, it's frustrating. Uh, dating in San Francisco is like interviewing for a tech company in San Francisco, it really is. Um, before you even start, you gotta have a phone screen, right? Um, I don't know. I use all these dating apps. Uh, most of the dates I go on are through Bumble. Do you guys know what Bumble is? Yeah. Yes. Okay. For, for you guys, you're married. Why the fuck would you know? Um, Bumble's like, a, it's an app. It's kind of like Tinder, but uh, basically the, the girl has to text you first. Um, and I don't know what happens in same-sex scenarios. Um, so I went on a date uh, with a Jewish girl. Her name was Kelsey, Jewish as fuck. And... Um, so I took her to Cobb's Comedy Club for to see uh, uh, Robert Kelsey, uh, Robert Kelly. Okay, and so it was a great date and everything, and we finished. And then the next week, I was making memes, and so I decided to download Robert Kelly's headshot, and I superimposed Kelsey's Bumble profile pic on his face. For, if you don't know Robert Kelsey, uh, Kelly. Um, that's why I did it, because Robert Kelsey sounds kind of like Robert Kelly and Kelsey combined, right? And so Robert Kelly kind of looks like, he's like 300 pounds at least, right? And he looks like a large, like, white egg, and he's bald. And so I superimposed, like, a Jewish girl with, like, really nice hair on his face, and it looked awful. But I, uh, and then I made it black and white, and I made a movie poster out of it. It was hilarious. I called it Robert Kelsey Live at Cobb's Comedy Club. Um, and I sent it to no one except a Kelsey. Kelsey never responded. <laughs> yeah. So I slept over it and I realized the next day it was a horrible idea that's like, it's good for comedy but not good for dating. And so I texted her and I was like, uh, I'm really sorry, it was a really bad joke. It wasn't even that funny really. No one's laughed at any of this shit, um, clearly. And uh, she responded finally and she was like, hey, I think you're cool and funny, dot, 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 but I don't think this is going anywhere besides us being just friends, dot, 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 I'm sorry. It was pretty bad. And so I texted back saying, whew, as long as you think I'm funny. That's all I needed. Because like, I'd rather go out on a bad joke than over bad sex, because that's when you know it's comedy over everything. Am I right? <laughs> um, I, got a, I got heckled at a show last night. And um, it was going pretty good, except like this one lady was like, what do you think of Donald Trump? For like no reason. I was talking about like Hindu gods, and she was like, Clearly, that's alignment with Donald Trump. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm here on a visa. Okay. So my official status, according to the U.S. government, government is non-immigrant, non-resident alien. That's what it says on my visa, right? The official status for actual aliens is just alien. Like aliens have it better. And so, 
I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm not a U.S. citizen, and if I could vote, I would. And that person was not a U.S. citizen, and uh, was a U.S. citizen, and they could have voted, but they didn't. And so I was, I was like, that's not fair, because I'm a liberal, and I think yeah, Donald Trump's pretty bad for the economy, uh, for the environment, but I think it's pretty good for the economy. Uh, the reason I think that is if you can spend $130,000 on a porn star, then at least you created one job. Am I right? All right, that's the only stuff I'm working on. Uh, give it for your host. I really have to be. All right, go, go. All right, he made it. Sweet. Uh, is Christina here? Is that? Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. I'll give you a good intro, don't worry. <laughs> I'm really good at this, trust me. All right, everybody, give it up for Christina. <laughs> I think that was really presumptuous to assume that I was married. Um, I'm actually having a really hard time in the dating world. Um, I haven't been on a date in seven years because I've been married. Uh, marriage is great, don't get me wrong, uh, but sometimes I just like to go out and pretend I'm single, you know? Get all dressed up, see if I still get it. That's, that's what I do. Uh, my husband's fine with it. He's dead on the inside. He's dead on the inside, so it doesn't matter. The other weekend, I actually went out with a girlfriend, and as soon as I walked into the bar, this guy blows me a kiss. And I was like, did you see that? She's like, go for it. That's what this night's about. I was like, all right. So I walked up to this guy, and I was like, hey, I saw you uh, blow me a kiss from across the room. And he was like, I said thank you to the waitress. He was obviously playing hard to get, right? So uh, I continued playing some more sexy charades. I was like, oh, what'd you order? Chicken breast, a sausage, my ass in your face? Oh. When I finally realized I was at a deaf convention, and normally I would leave a situation like this, but you have to understand that this is the best place to find a guy. I mean, he never talks. He's excellent with his hands. And if you want to ignore him, you just got to look the other way. What? What? So my husband and I are trying to get more creative in the bedroom. Not going to lie. I like to go a little kinky in bed, pull the handcuffs, get the camera, and record myself masturbating. See, it's really for him to play back later so he knows what he really should be doing. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I learned that from my mom. <laughs> Christina, men, they know nothing. You must teach them everything. <laughs> mom, you taught dad how to please you that way? She's like, what? No, he's excellent with video camera. <laughs> that also makes a lot of sense. My dad is a cancer doctor. And growing up, he really helped me to put things into perspective. I'd be like, dad, Tying my shoes is hard. He's like, you know what's hard, kid? Cancer. Cancer's hard. But he always had this way of explaining things to me so that I would truly understand. But like, Dad, I don't get multiplication. He's like, you know what multiplies, kid? Cancer. Cancer multiplies. Thank you. Now I get it. Thanks. 
what is weird about having a foreign mom is that even though you're both speaking English, neither one of you can understand the other. Uh, Christina, why you go to breakfast with no pants on? Like, mom, what? I'm going to a bottomless brunch. <laughs> Yes, I know. Why you do this one? I don't know. I love mimosas. Uh, so my friend called me this morning, and she told me that her husband is cheating on her. Yeah. You all very disappointed. Uh, what's hard when men cheat is their dicks. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point, right? My friends tell me that I am more of the man in my relationship than my husband. I guess that's true. I mean, I'm in charge of all the finances. I always drive the car. I pee standing up. <laughs> my husband's 5'3", 100 pounds soaking wet. He has extreme OCD, and he's always the little spoon. If he ever came up positive for an STD, but baby, who raped you? <laughs> Are you okay? Only I do that. So I cannot stand my friend's dog, Sammy. Sammy is obsessed with me. Every time I go over, he's humping my leg, my back, my arm. It's very uncomfortable. So I went over the other night, and I saw Sammy humping another girl. I walked up to him, and I was like, Sammy, did I not mean anything to you? Was what we had not special? So he looked up at me with his big puppy dog eyes and he backed off of her and then he started to masturbate. So I pulled out my camera and started recording so I could play it back later to know what I really should be doing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. I'm trying to figure out where her parents are from. Like, I feel like her mom's from Russia and her dad's like from a 1950s Dick Tracy movie or something. <laughs> Did I get that right? Is that even right? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Uh, anyway, so your next comedian, uh, David Roth. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Oh, comedy couple. That's fun. My husband, oh my God, he's right there listening to everything. It's a meta set. Max, you ruined her first joke. Come on. Yeah, about being married. Well, you just, you, oh, you gave it away. Anyway, my favorite part of Utsa's set was that the Jewish girl didn't end up with you. That makes me feel really good. Um, I did some stand-up, uh, and my dad saw it, and once he saw it, he, like, came up to me after my set, and he was like, you know what, I think I can do that, which is not really the reaction that you want. <laughs> Uh, and he did. So, you guys, this is um, me doing Michael Roth, my father, doing stand-up. Can one still be considered a vegan if he has butterflies in his stomach? <laughs> they wouldn't serve me shrimp at Long John Silver's. Apparently, they had bigger fish to fry. What's the deal with being off the charts? Why don't they just make bigger charts? <laughs> that was Michael Roth uh, doing stand-up. I think his jokes do better than mine. That's fine. Uh, my parents have only high-fived once. 
um, as far as I've seen as their son. In 36 years, I've only seen him high five once. That was when um, I applied to work at Teach for America to help um, underprivileged youth in East Oakland and got rejected. <laughs> it's true. Um, so about me, like I actually like it when women try and change me. I don't know what happened back there. Um, yeah, I like it when women try and change me. I'm like, ladies, this this is this is your coaster canvas. Do as you please. Um, there's a reason I keep my body texture a little bit like Play-Doh. Okay, <laughs> I like to be shaped and molded. Uh, I actually don't mind gold diggers, really. I don't really have a problem with gold diggers. Um, if a woman wants uh, me to provide for her in exchange for sexual intercourse, okay. <laughs> I work in advertising, and uh, in advertising you get like really wrapped up in a product. Like I'll just spend 40 hours a week just staring at a bottle of like Tide detergent. And then like you'll go into a store and you'll see Tide and you'll just feel like this overwhelming sense of pride over laundry detergent, you know, that just, it doesn't really make sense to the normal person. And then you'll see, you know, like a bottle of cheer. And you're like, cheer, what is this bullshit? Like the RC Cola of detergent? What are you going to do? Like cheer out the stains? So we got Tide, baby. The strongest force in the fucking ocean. You don't see teenagers eating cheer pods. So uh, online dating for me, I was, well, I was, I was in an 11-year relationship, and then I got back into online dating. Uh, it's like very uneven for me, right? Like, like Tinder, no bites. I call it Tumbleweeds Tinder. Um, wow, that's, I don't know what to make of that laugh, ma'am. Uh, I call it Bear Cupboards Bumble. Nothing happens for me on Bumble. The ladies don't reach out first. Uh, J-Date, though is a whole other story, okay? Jews wandered the de desert parched for like 40 years. A 39-year-old woman on Jaded, I have never seen anyone thirstier. Um, yeah, they just smell that like Jewish blood in the water and they're just like, they're like sharks, except sharks have smaller noses. Um. <laughs> you get it. Uh, also, like the way that women initiate on Jaded, I can't imagine it's like the same way that someone initiates on like the other apps. You know, like I'm guessing on like Tinder or Bumble. I mean, no one, no one's reached out to me, but I'm guessing it's like, oh, do you like hiking or something? You know, Jaded though, it's like, uh, does your family have a history of cystic fibrosis? <laughs> wow, that is just coming in hot. <laughs> First question. Um, let's see, my. Uh, yeah, back to my dad a little bit. He um, he started buying his, I think he retired recently, and he started buying his jeans from Walmart in bulk to save money or something like that. Uh, and if you guys don't know, Walmart's signature brand of jeans is called Faded Glory. It's like this, that's like all their jeans. If you're going to name your jeans like Faded Glory, why don't just go all the way and call them Unfuckables, you know? Like, uh, sir, can I interest you in a pair of Unfuckables? Uh, maybe, uh, do you have them in a 4830? <laughs> uh, sir, that's the only size we have. <laughs> All right, I've been David. Thank you, guys.
All right, keep it going for the J date Playboy or play 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 dough play dough. Sorry, Freudian slip. I don't know <laughs> play dough. I don't know. All right, uh, all right. You guys ready for your next comic? Is it is it <laughs> is it? I forget if it's, is it Xavier or Javier. Oh, it's Xavier. Xavier. Not even paying attention. You call me. Uh, yeah, here he comes. <laughs> I got really into the J Day conversation. I wanted to know more information. I was like, "Tell me now! Tell me now!" Um, there's a lot of Tide Pod jokes going on. I could tell you guys do not watch the news, but good luck for you guys. I actually have a couple in my back pocket in case this set goes a little rocky, right? I might have to pull them out a little early. I don't know. I have to gauge the room a little bit. Um, you guys, you know what I'm realizing? I'm getting older with time as we all are, but I think I'm getting dumber. Is this happening to anybody else? Are you just getting dumber by the day? Like I noticed um, recently that like I'm 26 years old, right? But if something plastic breaks, I still hold it together really, really tight. And I just wish and I wish like I like I kind of still believe in magic. I don't know if this is any of you guys. And then I just check and I'm like disappointed. And then I got like really mad at myself. I was like, why are you disappointed? You're 26 years old. You don't get this by now. It's plastic. It broke. Move on. I'm gonna workshop that one, guys. All right, it's still a little new. Um, uh, San Francisco, it's a crazy, crazy place. Um, searching for a place here is really hard. Um, there's a lot of slashes when you're looking for a place in San Francisco, right? It's like kitchen slash bathroom slash living room slash, I think that's just a box, you know what I mean? Um, it's just a box with a couple of spouts and for some reason I have to pay two grand a month for it and I don't understand you know um, the first place I ever lived up here it was um, it was very similar to this but if there was a shed on the side of it I lived in the backyard of somebody I lived in their shed and there was just like a uh, tissue paper that lined the wall and then it would just blow in the wind whenever it got really windy and that acted as my AC slash proof I was living a sad sad life you guys it was really really bad um, <laughs> No, but uh, I ended up finding a place. Uh, things are fine. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the search did not continue for much longer. Um, being in San Francisco is weird because um, I'm Mexican and people aren't used to seeing me in real life. Like I can be painted on the mural, but I can't be walking down the street. I don't know what it is. It's just like, where do you think these burritos are coming from? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I will say it's so hard to find uh, Mexican food up here. I'm not used to being a minority within uh, California. So it's been kind of uh, cool. There's a lot of passing when I go on to here. Like I heard somebody doing like a show at Kells and I got really shook up because um, I remember some uh, like a time ago, like I looked a little more Mexican, like I had the mustache coming in a little bit better. And um, <laughs> I was at Kells and I was dancing and someone grabbed me and said, hey, your kind doesn't belong here. And I was like, I'm, I'm 21. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, he got it back there. It's a thinker. <laughs> no, um, uh, San Francisco, guys, it's very, very tough. Um, I think the the hardest part, like I was telling you, I used to live in a shitbox before. Um, the hardest part about that was like sharing the bathroom. I'd say like if you ever shared a bathroom with somebody, it can be kind of tough, especially if they don't pull their weight. 
Um, and it got to a point where I realized I was the only one cleaning this bathroom. So I got a little passive aggressive. I was like, you know what? That's, that's enough. That's enough. I'm going to let a couple of weeks go by. I'm going to see just where this person is on the disgusting scale. You know what I mean? And um, a few weeks go by and then they come up to me. They're like, Xavier, I don't know if you noticed, but the bathroom has gotten really, really dirty. And I was like, yeah. You know, it's kind of why I'm doing this. And then he's just like, um, he's like, yeah, I was wondering if you can go in there and just do your thing. Do your thing. Can you, I, I don't know if you guys remember, I told you I was a Mexican. So this really struck a chord for me. I was like, what does that mean? Like, I can't clean anything better than anybody else. I never understood that stereotype. Do your thing. And then um, I'm looking back into the bathroom. I look at him and he's just like fucking off looking out of a window. I look back. I notice there's a little envelope on the sink and I'm like, ooh mysterious you know what i'm saying uh so i open up the envelope guys i notice there's a little bit of money in there and this just sends me right over the edge like what does this mean i've never dealt with this type of racism it just really starts to boil over me and then i look at him i look at the envelope i look at him and you guys i picked up the clorox and i just started cleaning the bathroom thank you so much it's been a lot of fun All right, keep it going for Xavier. I feel like if I ever get a chance to introduce you again, I would be like, you may have seen this next comic on a mural and <laughs> see what. All right, so this next comic I don't believe has been on a mural, but I'm gonna bring him up anyway. Uh, everybody, Ben Grieve. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Max. Hey, let's give it up one more time for the host, right? Not bad. Yeah. Oh, standing applause? You know, it would be great if we just spend the next five minutes doing this. It's, it's not going to get any better. Um, so I'm Ben. I'll be your comedian for the next five minutes. Uh, five minutes may not sound like a very long time, but it's going to feel like it. <laughs> Um, let's talk about news. So Korea, a lot of crazy stuff going on there. It sounds like the conflict is finally coming to an end. And what I heard is that apparently there are people saying that the Nobel Peace Prize should go to Donald Trump for his work. Yeah, I read that and I was like, wow, I got to stop doing drugs. <laughs> like, if this is happening, and I don't know if Donald Trump is getting better or if peace is getting worse. <laughs> it's a tough decision for the Nobel Committee, though. Yeah, supposedly this debate was just incredibly vicious, which is ironic, considering it's, you know, for the Peace Prize. I'm going to work on that one. I feel like there's a joke in there, and I just need to say it correctly. Um... Personally, though, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. You know, if he gets a Nobel Prize, can you imagine what his acceptance speech would be like? I can't. Man, probably be the most vulgar thing they've ever heard. I was going to do a, a reference to, you know, the, the kind of thing, but yeah, the, the hand puppet, it's too soon. Um, I like to think it would change him. You know, maybe he would start tweeting in parable. We'll see. I like to think that he'd move from being a, you know, a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. You know, these shithole countries right now, give five years, they'll improve. Uh, who knows what will happen next, too? Maybe Mexico will name a holiday after them. I don't know. Dia del Trumpo. 
Anyways, what gets me about this is that like what he did, his behavior actually worked. Somehow it got Korea, North Korea to the negotiating table. And to me, that's crazy. And I feel like with Donald Trump every day, I learned something new about how the world works. For example, I had no idea you could get that kind of ROI on name calling. Now that's fantastic. I feel like somewhere out there, there's a bully who's like, you know, maybe I can make a difference. I mean, for me, when I was growing up, my parents were strict. You know, they, they taught me to behave, to be polite, to follow the rules. What the hell were they thinking? Could have been a president by now. Man, it's like at my age, finding out that I actually had a shitty childhood. How am I supposed to get through that in therapy? Yeah. I'm starting to realize, you know, I wonder what kindergartens are going to be like in 10 years from now. Just kids running around, causing chaos, breaking shit, solving world hunger. It's a crazy new world. Um, yeah, Nobel Peace Prize. And to me, so I'm liberal um, in this whole situation's to me, it's amazing. You know, I, in my wildest dreams, could never imagine that peace would be at hand. You know, North Korea would be at the negotiating table. And I'd be sitting here thinking, eh, maybe it's better if they keep their nukes. All right. This is going great. Hello, guys. How's it going? Thanks for joining. You're coming in on a fantastic set. Yeah. Yeah. Take the, take the front seat. You'll like it there. It'll be good. Um, so my dating life's in the dumps. Yeah, every time I ask out a girl, my wife says no. We're working on it. Um, about me, I'm in my 30s. I'm married. I'm nowhere near where I thought my life would be. Yeah, if you asked me when I was a little kid, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be Batman. But uh, parents stuck around. Uh, how many of you guys married out there? <laughs> yeah, team. Ah, that's great. I, I feel it. All right. Um, one of the things I've found, marriage is hard, you know, uh, and the key is good communication. Um, that said, I'm terrible at that. Uh, somehow, I don't know if it's I'm a weird husband, I'm a weird talker, I'm a weird man. Everything I say just comes out wrong. Um, for example, my wife came home from work recently and she had a terrible day. So we're talking about it. And, you know, I say something kind of mean about her boss. She goes, Ben, that's offensive. And that's anti-feminist. And I was like, whoa, you know, I'm for the cause. You know, apparently this is a communication issue. You're just, we're not understanding each other. Uh, so I did what any reasonable husband would do. And I explained feminism to her. <laughs> <sighs> Did not go as expected. Um, yeah, for uh, any men in the audience, you know, heads up. Uh, women hate to learn things. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I love married life. Married life is great. Uh, so I keep telling my wife. All right, thanks, guys. All right. So women hate to learn things. That's something I just learned. And uh, I guess we have like a quarantine of married people over here. We don't want you guys to like infect. It's like, get them over there. We don't want to, we don't want that to rub off on us. 
so speaking of taking other people's money, uh, this is probably a good time to remind you to donate money if you can. Uh, otherwise, Pam will get really mad. I won't because I'm a, I'm a good dude. So, but Pam, I don't know. She'd be, <laughs> she might. All right. Anyway, I'm just. Uh, it's 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 a little bit of a roast too. Uh, all right, you guys ready for your next comedian? All right. Make it loud for Devorah Kazdin. Thanks, Max. Let's give it up for Max. Let's give it up for J-Date. <laughs> My grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year, so I'm just assuming that it's geared towards older people. I'm just going to assume that. Um, also during the time when she was like swiping a lot, she wasn't returning any of my text messages and I just assumed she didn't learn how to text, but she was too busy swiping, I guess. <sighs> Are any of you guys grateful for white privilege? <laughs> it's kind of awkward to acknowledge, but I also feel like it's good to acknowledge. Um, I used to think it was racist to acknowledge white privilege. Like in high school, one time my mom was picking like me and a friend up and then she just turned over to my friend and she was like, isn't it so great that we're white? And I just looked over to my friend and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like my mom's so racist. And it took me about 10 years to realize, I think she meant it in a woke way. Like, oh, thank God we're white. Like we're getting away with so much right now. Like I'm just ignoring all the traffic rules, like talking to you and we're not gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so another thing I'm grateful for is ableist privilege. Is that a thing? I feel... I um, realized a new level of my ableist privilege when someone asked me this week, like, like what was the greatest physical pain I've ever experienced? So do you guys want to know the greatest physical pain I've ever experienced? <laughs> um, sunburns and UTIs. That's, yeah, UTIs are a bitch. Um, but I feel like my greatest pain is like basic white girl pain. And I also feel it really deep in my soul when they run out of pumpkin spice syrup at Starbucks. So there's that. Um, I'm recently unemployed. I usually get a big round of applause for that. Yeah, I just really want to be original and be another unemployed comic. So my life is going super great. Um, yeah, but one thing I do have going for me is that apparently I look like a beautiful little boy. <laughs> now, I didn't realize this, but on two separate occasions, men have come up to me and told me to, quote, like, not take it the wrong way, but that I, quote look like a beautiful little boy. Um, it's creepy, but I'll just take the compliments that I can get. So I've really been like leaning into it and just like catching a lot of D that way since J-Date isn't working out for me. Um, yeah. 
So I think temporary insanity is like the best legal term that's ever been invented. Um, like you guys are familiar with the Lorena Bobbitt case, right? Like the woman had an abusive husband, so she cut off his penis and threw it out a window. Um, I feel like that's a pretty standard response. Like I think we would all react the same way. Well, she got off on temporary insanity and I applaud her because I feel like I go through temporary insanity like all the time. Like last week I cut my hair and I have really thick hair. So it ended up looking like there was a fucked up like cactus on my head. Um, don't worry guys, I got it cut again. So now I look like 11 from Stranger Things. <laughs> or according to the men of San Francisco, a beautiful little boy. <laughs> so it's been going really great. Um, awesome. So I think we should stop calling it resting bitch face and we should start calling it resting defense face because every time I'm walking home and I happen to be in a good mood and smile at someone, I end up getting followed home. So I feel like resting bitch face is really just like my defense. Okay, that's all. All right. David, have you met Devorah's grandma yet? Is that. She sounds, she sounds thirsty. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, that's, that's why you got to stick around for the whole show. Otherwise, you don't get the jokes. So don't leave. There could be something that comes up later that's a reference to right now. I don't know. You'll have to see. All right. Uh, you guys ready for your next comedian? All right. Everybody make it loud for Marcus Dittmeyer. Why go Awesome. All right. Here, here I am. Let's, we're, let's, we're going to do this. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Um, play. I probably post record. First, the first thing I want to say to you, the first, the first thing I want to say is you guys are the best. I, <laughs> I, I have seen many comedy audiences and this is without question the best one I have ever seen. And not just the, yes, the, this is the best. Anyway, okay. That was, that was, um, that was my boss last year. Um, so, all right. Uh, <laughs> it seriously was, I don't know. Okay. I, I should go back to him. He was, he was, he was good. I, I, he was good. Anyway. Um, I'm quivering. So let's settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down. Five minutes, 300 seconds. What happens in one second? Can you think of like anything that takes one second? Like, I don't, I don't think there's like, but I, I wonder how many words I say per second. Like, I, I bet we could, part of what I would want to do here is like see how many words I could say in five minutes. I think I could talk. Like right now I'm talking kind of fast. That f makes me feel successful. When I talk slower, like if I, could, I could also see like how few words I could say in five minutes, and that would be like terrible, right? Like I could just, I mean, it, you know, it would probably be braver though, you know. Like just. 
um I was uh somebody was did a thing about um flaccid penis parades. <laughs> and I, I I was and uh that that's kind of like um that that sounds like where are those? That sounds cool because I want to be more comfortable with my flaccid penis. But I think penises are funny in how like they go from flaccid like because I think they're like balloons, you know, it's like we have funny sex organs that like the little balloons and they're like, you know, so different like they're just like hanging there doing nothing and they're like like they like a balloon animal, you know, like the the whole like maybe have different like knots in them or whatever. And I think that this metaphor like could have helped me with my sex life like cuz I had I totally froze up when I first like got naked. I was like, "Oh shit, you know, there's like a cartoon of this like guy who gets this frog that like sings and dances." But he's like, "Oh, I'm going to make all this money with this frog that sings and dances." And he tries to show it to other people and it just like sits there and it's like ribbit. You know, like and that was that was that's what happened to me. I like what was my my flaccid penis and it was like and it's like a size issue, but it's not the size issue that you, you know, it's like a, it's a temporary size issue, you know? But you have to tell yourself that. You have to you have to know. And I didn't know that it didn't change. I just but I thought it was like a muscle like my elbow. I didn't think it was like, you know, this it's it's wired with this whole other thing. So um, last Friday, I skipped this because I was tired. And so instead of coming to Mutiny Radio, I went to a frozen yogurt place. And I was really hungry. I was just like tired and hungry. So I was just like, I'm going to get a lot of frozen yogurt. So um, I got, uh, I feel like you guys are kind of mad at me because I told you you were the best. And it seemed like I took it back some way. I didn't mean to take it back. Yeah. All right. But anyway, so the frozen yogurt. Um, so I put it in the, so I got the frozen yogurt, weighed it. And uh, and it was like $9.79 of frozen yogurt. And uh and I like ate the whole thing. As I'm eating it, I was like, um, I'm kind of like, I like dairy. I really like dairy. And I was like, is that, is me liking dairy the same as like also me liking big tits? Like, is that a, are those connected? And then, um, do anybody have an opinion? No, wait, let me go. Maybe. Uh, then I was thinking like, yeah, maybe with my like when I was doing the breastfeeding thing, like we really had some moments, you know, like my mom and I, like we really connect like more than more than m most m breastfeeding mothers and their kids like uh we had a because also i had like the mom who's kind of like overprotective like an only child and she's like you know she's always like telling me to eat when i show up at her house like eat something you know go ahead and like you know like get, get in the kitchen and eat and um so it's just like imagining that that this is like you know 40 years ago and some you know some innocent thing where i like this baby you know i'm like in, the, in my mom's arms, you know, I don't, I, I don't remember this, but you know, I'm just sleeping, getting the, getting the milk or whatever. But I was like, that was like a great, like some, it's like that was, and and she could tell too, so it was great for her too. So she like it was like, so that's a that's a question for moms. Like, do you have that? Like, does that like, does that like breastfeeding experience ever be become like a? Whoa, this is this is kind of a what? Do you, uh, any moms here? Is it, is it kind of like uh, it's gonna turn you on a little bit? Like, whoa, maybe baby is like, like, does your does your baby ever like get you a little bit? Like, wow, that was like I like this a lot. I need to have another kid. <laughs> um, all right, I should end. On, I feel like I should end on something else because I like I think I got I think I got <laughs> it's got weirder and weirder. But uh, no, this was this was this was awesome. Thank thank you. Uh, 
I haven't decided if you guys are the best audience in the world yet. You're going to have to earn it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so this next comedian, I'm not going to lie, sometimes she acts like she owns the place. Because <laughs> she does, in fact, own the place. Uh, so everybody, give it up. Be the best audience ever for Pam Benjamin. Where you go? Yay! I am so glad your last comedian talked about breastfeeding because I also want to save the vegans. Anybody else? No? I have a theory. Uh, I, I haven't had any children, and I'm never going to because I'm a responsible adult, and I like to drink alcohol. But if I was, I would love to make my body be as God in, is his intended use because I imbibe so much marijuana that I want to milk my titties and make TH cheese for the vegans, do you see? Because the vegans will breast milk feed their own children. There's consent there. And what I'm saying is that this is consent-based milk. And I, in, I imbibe so much marijuana that everyone can benefit if I can finally use my body in the way that God intended. So I just want to lactate. If anybody wants to suck on my titties later and make sure that how we can work something out. I heard that if you actually pump them, I asked my friend, she has no more babies anymore because they're like in teens. And I was like, good Dr. Katie, can I have your old breast pump? And she's like, oh, I just sold it on Etsy. <laughs> like, like you can sell what? Like it's, it's great. Uh, I've re I, I'm a feminist and so I haven't worn makeup for a very long time and I've been wearing it lately because I'm getting old and that's the thing I'm dealing with but uh, I realized that all I'm doing is putting dirt on my face I actually use uh, makeup called bare minerals it's literally dirt <laughs> it's ladies buying dirt to put on their face and then we have other things to take the dirt off or we just leave the dirt on. I'm, I'm used to the old, is anybody else in like the church of drunken obosity where you sleep in your clothes and you wake up the next day and you wear them and go drinking again? My people, yes, good married people. Yeah, you have fun together, that's good. You know about Sunday bathroom drinking day. That's a day where you're just in your bathrooms and you drink all day with your significant other and you watch, this was before Netflix. I was married a long time ago. I used to have a different life. There was more. <laughs> Oh, when I was a bougie bitch. Oh, I loved it. I drove a Lexus. Can you guys imagine me, the socialist that you know, driving a Lexus? Oh, yeah. I had a, my uh, ex-husband bought me a Louis Vuitton backpack for my 31st birthday. It was one of the reasons I divorced him. No, he, he, but he bought me a Louis Vuitton backpack for my birthday, and I took it back for cash, and I bought two cases of Clodoval and an ounce of weed, because what did I want for my birthday? I'm rich. You're not going to buy me weed, motherfucker. Okay, that was back in the day when it wasn't legal. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk about other things. What was I going to talk about? Oh, I had oh, I had the best weekend, you guys. My Sunday was so amazing. I don't know if it was a date or not. You guys can tell me. Uh, I was invited to his house um, in the Castro. It was so beautiful, and we made French toast together. <laughs> and then we made a fruit salad for later, and then we walked to the park and held hands like the whole time. It was crazy. And then we sat there. He went potty, and I didn't have even have to wipe his tushy. Like, it was an amazing... He was such a gentleman. He was four years old. What I'm saying is... I was paid $100 at the end, and I felt like a prostitute. He was the most well-behaved gentleman I've met in San Francisco in the past six years, and he's only four years old. I attribute it to his two mommies. They're the ones that 
brought me over. It was a great date. I don't know what's I'm like. I can't wait to see you again, Theo. I can't wait. <laughs> so it was. They have art supplies too. We made cards. <laughs> Anyways, it was a good day. Uh, small children. I touch baby dicks for money. I know you don't. You're a mom, so you don't get paid for that. That's weird. I don't know if you guys know, but as a mom, you don't get uh, Social Security. <laughs> you have a job that no one values. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But the taxes are coming after me right now, and I'm like, what am I going to say? Well, I haven't applied for taxes in the past 10 years. I'm going to put feminism back 20 years by saying I was a really good girlfriend. <laughs> Where did I get my money from? I don't know. <laughs> my accountant just died. I don't know. I'm going to have to like spelunk the obituaries to find like a dead tax accountant and be like, I totally did taxes, but he died and he had all the stuff with him. What am I going to do? <laughs> no one else is freaked out about taxes. Everyone else is gets a W-2. Good for you guys. Are you, you look like, you look like an IRS agent. I feel like you're a narc. I'm scared now. I'm like, don't, but I actually should. I should be like, I wish the IRS would find me here because that would be like a great headline and I get some free press, right? Like <laughs> mutiny radio tax evasion. I'm like, I made $12,000 last year. I'm on food stamps. Who am I hiding from? Can I have some more cheese? Whose taco is that? Like, can I eat that? Seriously. The, the hippies stole the change. That was the money we used for the toilet paper here. So you guys are fucked. Ha <laughs> ha. No, we'll find the money. Thank you for listening to my jokes. I'm Pam. This is Max. Yay. All right. Back to back sets about breastfeeding. So that was, I don't know if you noticed, but Pam did not donate. Uh, you, you guys should though. You know, somebody's, somebody's got to pay for, see, someone's got to pay for the Lexus and those four-year-olds are, they're high maintenance. So. Um, anyway, you guys ready for your next comedian? All right. Is he ready? Uh, George, you ready? All right, everybody, give it up for George. You can turn that up, big guy. Turn that up. Turn it up. Yes, I will. Yabby. Yeah, I don't mind company. That sounds like it might be. That's what I'm talking about, B. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, no, this is nerve wracking. Only black girl in the room. Shit, man. There you go. Yeah, well, blonde hair? Come on now. That's wild. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't even fuck with the blonde hair and a black chick. Like, that's a, that's an amazing, that's a special type of woman right there. I'm telling you. Anyway, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I remember I when I was uh when I was sitting back there I was going, "Fuck, you know what I don't have? Material tonight." Urgh. All right, okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> um this is always fun. All right. Um You ever heard of like Christmas? Anybody? Anybody heard of Christmas? Okay. You know who died like uh, last Christmas, like two Christmases ago? 
this poor lady named Carrie Fisher. You know who died like the day after Carrie Fisher? Her mom. I was gonna say Sally Field, but that's so fucking wrong. <laughs> it would have been amazing to say Sally Field, but no. Uh, <laughs> her mom died the day after. And here's the thing like, the bummer part is if you ever read Carrie Fisher's book, she, like, uh, she has a bit. Uh, she spends a long, long time in postcards from the edge, just going after paragraph after paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, where she's just going, my mother, Jesus Christ, my mother. You know, my mother doesn't like to seem to be, I'm sorry. You know, my mother doesn't seem to be able to do like, you know, my, like my mom is really cool and everything, but you know what? She just can't seem to just, boy, she just can't seem to do this one thing. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is it? And she keeps going, my mom will not let me enjoy my spotlight. Whenever I have the spotlight... Debbie Reynolds comes in and starts fucking eating up my spotlight. If I can't do one fucking thing, I can't get the spotlight from my mama. And who dies the day after Carrie fucking Fisher? Debbie fucking Reynolds. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, fuck your spotlight. You know, it's pretty awesome. I I just thought that was like the ultimate cosmic joke. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that that's about five minutes. But let's let's do this here. I know one joke, and I like to tell this every time because I think it's a lot of fun. Um. I just like looking at those lights. Sorry. All right. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. All right. Keep it going for lifesavers. Uh, all right. You guys still having fun? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, this is me trying to pump up the crowd. What do you think? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah. All right. Everybody, make it loud for Jennifer Lewandowski. All right. Hello. Uh, my name is Jennifer Lewandowski. I am from beautiful Buffalo, New York. Thank you. You're supposed to clap for that. That's a beautiful fucking place. Guys, do you want to know what beautiful Buffalo, New York would not fucking stand for? these motherfucking scooters. <laughs> so like, what's the, I just, I'm so concerned about the person who is like, you know what my business model is gonna be? My business model is gonna be, how can I make those stupid as shit Soma tech bros more irritating? 
that's what my business model is gonna be that's what i'm gonna do and guys these fucking scooters they make the sidewalk so dangerous because now i have to carry a fucking hockey stick everywhere i go to beat the shit out of them when they try to run over my toes but I mean the hockey stick has come in handy if I'm being honest uh, because there's also these bicyclists who feel like they need to drive on the sidewalk guys here's the thing if you're a bicyclist in San Francisco and you want to ride in the bike lane you want to do that you want to take your own life into your hands you know what I think you're dumb as shit but I commend you I choose to walk on the sidewalk do you know what does not belong on the sidewalk things with fucking wheels <sighs> I, I'm from the East Coast. This is normal. We just we're angry. I can't uh, I can't help you. Uh, so I've received some feedback on myself as a person recently, which is always good to you guys like receiving feedback on yourselves as a person. It's super fun. Someone was like, um, right, but you're like the most ladylike bro ever. <laughs> ladylike bro? Oh my god, I get to wear pretty dresses and know things about sports. I get to drink fruity cocktails and cheap domestic light beer in equal volumes. I get to be oppressed by the patriarchy and also contribute to the casual misogyny that allows the patriarch to exist? <gasps> Hannah Montana was right, it really is the best of both worlds. Okay, so, uh, but, but like, being a, being a ladylike bra is, is not without its challenges. Because here's the thing, right? Like, inevitably, one of your dude bros is gonna be like, telling you some fucking awful story about their dating life. And it's gonna make you wanna choke them, but you're like, you're not in lady mode, you're in bruh mode. And so it's like, oh, dude, man, I don't know, like, if I were you, I'd like, treat her with respect and kindness like a human being, but like, get yours. <sighs> but you know what? As, as a lady, I'm always gonna rep from a number one lady, the Tooth Fairy. Guys. Think about it. If you think of all of the mythical mascots, the Tooth Fairy is the one who works the hardest. She's out there 365 days a year making the dreams of children come true. She doesn't even have a holiday named after her, right? Like that, the fucking St. Patrick's Day leprechaun, he comes out, he throws back a few beers, goes back to his fucking rainbow. The great pumpkin, 45 minutes in a pumpkin patch, that's not even like a day of work. That fat fucker Santa Claus, I mean, I guess it's six weeks of shipping and logistics, but he has help, non-unionized elf help. But the tooth fairy, she works 365 days a year and gets no recognition. It is just another example of a woman doing order of magnitudes more work than a man and getting a fraction of the recognition. Hashtag, me tooth. <laughs> that was all I had. <laughs> all right, keep it going for the, the lady bro from Buffalo. Is, uh, I'm going to be in Poughkeepsie soon. You got any recommendations? Is that near? Stay away. Is it really that bad? Uh, yeah. What's so bad about Poughkeepsie? It's a shithole. Real like shit. Like I'm going to the FDR library. That's I'm pretty excited about it. Is that? Oh that's a uh, any. New York pizza. Check that out. New York pizza. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's good to know. And you know what else is good to know? Who your next comic is? Uh, everybody, give it up for Judith Silverstein. Mutiny Radio, happy Friday night. Mmm. Little bit about me. Come on in, sir. Have a seat. So uh, I'm 53 years old. 
Thank you. Now, a lot of people might think that's a little bit late to be getting started in stand-up comedy, but I actually have this planned out quite carefully so that by the time people start getting sick of me, if I should be so lucky, I should be just about dead. You know, because I don't want to do the has-been part of the career trajectory. Um, I don't want to do the mediocre movies or the um, reality TV. Um, uh, you know, because uh, you know, I'm figuring uh, 25 years from now when I finally get good at it, you know, who knows what that's going to be like. Um, whatever the equivalent of Celebrity Apprentice is. I'm thinking maybe it'll be Celebrity Dictator, Flatterer. Uh, maybe celebrity contagion vector, um, maybe celebrity gladiator. I don't know. That one could be good if uh, if I do live long enough into the has-been stage, because either it'll put an end to it, or I'll get to keep the lightsaber. And I went, so that'll be cool. Uh, now I know that I look uh, young for my age, you know, very young and beautiful uh, for 53, um, and I know this because I am constantly hearing it from my gigolo. Yes, um, he says to me, Judith. Uh, I don't know why he sounds like a 50-year-old woman. I, th I think he may be uh, he may be gay. That's very common among gigolos, but. Uh, <laughs> He says to me, uh, Judith, I cannot believe you are in your 50s. You have the life accomplishments of someone half your age. Oh, oh my God, isn't he, isn't he sweet? Um, I'll tell you, nobody knows you like your gigolo. It's really true. But, uh, you know, um, menopause is really a challenge. I'm finding it challenging. Um, I think it's because of the way it messes with your identity. Yeah, like for example, the other night I was home like any middle-aged Jewish lady uh, watching porn uh, after my book club group left. Uh, I think the intellectual stimulation kind of gets me, gets me going. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, but... But so I was, uh, I was watching the porn, and um, I realized uh, that I am not even a MILF anymore, you guys. Whew. Not even a MILF. Uh, according to the categories on the Pornhub home page, um, just technically speaking, I would be a mature now. A mature? <laughs> psychologically very inaccurate characterization, but I try not to take it too seriously, you know, because it's not like I was ever a mom either. So, uh, well, uh, I don't want you guys thinking, um, you know, that I'm a bad feminist because I know it is wrong to define myself in terms of porn categories, okay? Um, this is a wrong thing to do. It's San Francisco. I don't want to leave you here with a bad taste in your mouth. Um, but I think it's an opportunity to really um, reckon with the fact that porn has become our national common ground. 
I really think that this is true. Uh, you know, uh, like the other night, I was doing an open mic right here at Mutiny Radio, and I saw this uh, young comic, um, this young male comic, and he was talking about, you know, jerking off to incest porn. Very graphic. Um, and I mean, you guys, I mean, do you realize what that is? Do, do you know what that is? I mean, that is, that is exactly the same porn that I watch. It is exactly the same. Talk about your common ground. <laughs> God, you know, and here I thought all I had in common with these young hipster dudes were these uh, wiry black hairs that I've been pushing up on my chin lately. Uh, so let's uh, put it together for uh, incest porn, for uniting us across the generations. Thanks a lot, guys. But before Max gets up, I have to let you guys know the plot thickens. I found these scissors in the bathroom. The hippies tried to use tools to get the money, to get the dollar bills out of the money jar. Just wow. There are scissors in the bathroom. Tools. They're using. You know what separates us from the beasts? Our ability to use tools. The hippies have grown. They are new. They are They're a new species. They can use tools wow. now. We thought they just smelled bad, but now they're using tools to take our money for free. Ah! Okay, uh, sorry. Back, Damn, okay. Yeah, that's back to Max. Next thing you know, they're going to stand upright, so watch out, everybody. All right. Chris Ferdinandson. Very much. It's good to be here. I, uh... I decided I should either start skateboarding or stop dressing like this. <laughs> I want to start skateboarding really bad. Don't get me wrong. I've started skating a bunch of times. I can ollie like a motherfucker. I can ollie all day. But I've never stuck with it. It's kind of like guitar for me. I never stuck with guitar until I got a, a guitar lesson. I got some guitar lessons in a row. And I stuck with it. And then I realized I can't get anybody to give me skating lessons because nobody who's good at skateboarding will like show up at the right time at the right place like again and again. Skateboarders are so sketchy, I think they invented the word sketchy. I'm pretty sure that like when you land a trick and it's like a little bit off, you're like, oh, that was sketchy, dude. What are you going to do later? I don't know. I might buy meth, some sketchy shit. I might do some other sketchy shit because I'm a fucking skateboarder, dude. Uh, I had a friend die recently. Anybody have friends die? Anybody have that shit happen? And on their Facebook, every all my friends are posting on their wall like, hey, man, you, you're my ride or die. You're my ride or die, homie. You're my ride or die. I'm like, dude, it's not or. He made the choice. He's dead. <laughs> he died. He's not your ride or died. He died. He died. That's what he is. That's what happened. I, um, I don't want us to forget as a people that Obama weighed in on rat beefs while he was in the Oval Office. He told us that he liked Drake, uh, Kendrick more than Drake, which is cool because that means that you could be working at the White House and walk past the Oval Office and be like, is that bass? Is fucking Obama listening to music right now? Like on full blast? Holy shit. And I, you, walk, you walk in. I think he's the only president to listen to rap music in the Oval Office. I don't know. Bill Clinton too, probably. Bill Clinton probably listened to rap music too. Getting blowjobs, fucking smoking pussy cigars. You can't do... 
You can't do that shit to Counting Crows. You, you, you got to do that shit to some fucking Biggie Smalls, dude. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's how you got to do it. I wish Bernie Sanders was a president, you guys. I do. I wish Bernie Sanders was president. But think about how much Obama aged in his eight years of his presidency. Could Bernie handle one of those fucking years? No way, dude. No fucking way. If he made it through four years, I'd have to set him up like Stephen Hawking. have like a bunch of shit hooked up to him, have shit talking for him. And look how that worked out. Look how that worked out for Stephen Hawking. He had a good run. He had a good run. He was a ride or die, and then he died. <laughs> he was all ride or die, and then he did die. Um, if he made it through two terms, which he probably would, two terms, eight years, you have to give him a full fucking Vader suit, man. You have to send him up like fucking Darth Vader Sanders, our second black president. It'd be so fucking tight. That is a Star Wars joke on May 4th. Um, <laughs> I want to I wanna hear like an honest gang member, a gang member who's like, hey man, I want to be out here in these streets if I had dinner with my family. Hey man, I'm just looking for a, a place to belong, homie. <laughs> I'm just looking for some family unit, bro. <laughs> pop, pop, family unit, bro. Our family versus your family, homie. I want to hear that shit. I want to hear that bad. Um, I was doing a I was doing a mic at a strip club and this guy said on stage, uh, I've never hit a woman. And there was an applause break. And there was an actual applause break for I've never hit a woman. <laughs> I was like, this is why I love strip clubs. So I went up on stage and was like, good guys, I've never bought a prostitute. And they kicked me the fuck out. They kicked me out. Thank you guys very much, everybody. I've had a good time up here. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. I've never hit a woman either. All right. Different crowd, I guess. All right. I'll move right on to the next comedian. Everybody give it up for Jason Mack. I've never hit a woman either. Until now, what? Uh... Thanks, Pam, for that. She, she, she said I look like an IRS tax agent. Like, I've gotten some, I've had people call me some different things, like Moby, and like Bruce Willis, and shit like Gollum, but an IRS tax agent? It's like, sometimes you get comedy gold, but that, I don't think that's what I'm going to use. Like, hey, guys, what are, I'm an IRS tax agent. Uh, what's up with me? I had to get, I'm at that age now where my doctor visits have changed a little bit, but I'm, I go to Kaiser, and I had to get one of the uh, ass checkups. I think people are familiar with that to make sure I don't have uh, prostate cancer. And it's the normal routine. The guy who gave me it, at my age though, he's like my peer. He's like some guy, we're just talking about sports and he has me get up against the wall. You know, same thing, pull your pants down, you know, lubed up, you'd stick the fingers up. And then he just like, I hear that like the, there's customer service, but he reaches up real quick, grabs a few sheets of paper and wipes my ass. And I, I believe in customer service and all. <laughs> But uh, this may have been going a little bit too far. And I don't know how you rate that. Do you rate that like if he wiped it quick, is it okay? If he really took his time and went back in for seconds? Um, too much shit? All right. Uh, but um, I, have the, and I have this feeling I'm going to get my bills because they like, ass wipe, 20 bucks. It's like additional fee. They fucking nickel and dime you for everything nowadays. Uh, what else do I got here? Oh, you're, you're talking about... Uh, uh, the online dating thing, and it's just a crack up to me because it's just like a video game. No, no one really knows anybody. It's just these pictures you swipe. But some of the things people say, this, this, and I keep seeing it, it again and again, this, uh, this, um, now I gotta remember what the fuck I wrote down. <laughs> this, uh, uh, 
one of the funniest things is people say, like, things I like to do, love to laugh. Well, you sure want to hang out with me then. Like, I mean, who doesn't like to laugh? I mean, everybody pretty much likes to laugh, no? Except now, apparently. <laughs> um, but the, the, other, the other kicker to me is, um, fuck, I can't even remember the joke that I wrote, so fuck it. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> you, you know what cracks me up? It's, I was watching the, the Animal Planet the other day, and, and there's all of these different animals that are going extinct, and they're going after the poachers. It's always about the poachers, but that's not gonna stop anything. Like, you gotta go to the source. And I hate to say it, but it's the Asian countries. You know, it's always like, yeah, a uh, elephant balls. If you eat it, it increases virility and you'll live longer. And, but my thing is like, you're never gonna get them to stop. You have to educate people. But what if we like turn the tables on them? You know, what if we turn the tables on them and, and, and uh, went to some of their animals? What if like the panda? Like, what if we just fucking went after the panda and was like, yeah, oh, fuck it. Okay, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more minute? Shit, okay. <laughs> I guess I should... <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, I, I just broke up with my girlfriend and I work with some of those young tech bros that she was talking about. And my, my buddies knew, like, my younger buddies knew that I was all bummed. They're like, dude, dude, don't worry, man. We'll go out this weekend. It'll be awesome. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, we'll go out and we'll get some cougars. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll go get some cougars. And then it dawns on me, I'm like, holy shit, my cougars are like 75 years old now. <laughs> Like, I don't know what their cougars are getting for them. They're getting, like, nanos and iPods. I'm getting government savings bonds and silver dollars. <laughs> Lifetime supply where there's candy. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, I'll leave you with this. On those dating websites, though, they're a crack-up, though. This uh, one girl, being extremely honest, she was like, you know what, Jason? Um, just so you know, like, I do not sleep with anybody on the first date. And I was like, okay, well, what about the last? Thank you, guys. It's been great. <laughs> All right, we're down to your final three comedians. And I've seen them all. They're all really funny, so y'all are going to want to stick around. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I keep going for your next comment. Kayla Kellen. Thank you. I got peed on recently. So recently. And I just, I was like, baby, I didn't know you were into that. I had no idea. She's five months old, but she's so kinky. She was just on my lap, peeing and laughing. I'm like, wow, you know yourself. You're woke as fuck, little girl. Uh, I have kids, I'm home all day with my kids. I go to strip clubs at night, and then I come home hungover and I hang out with my kids. And I feel, I feel like it's a solid plan. I think this is, a, this is where I wanted to be at 27. I couldn't imagine a better life. But the thing that's fucked up is I'm in charge of three human beings' whole world perspective. And that's a problem. I should not be in charge of that. But we'll go to the park and my two daughters will be there and kids will be running around and they'll be going down the slide and a little boy will just shove her off the edge of the slide and she's like, why? Why is this happening? And I'm like, baby, all men are trash. <laughs> all men are just garbage people. And she's like, what about my brother? He's only two. And I'm like, especially that fucking kid. <laughs> He's just over in the corner with a tap out shirt on chugging a Red Bull. <laughs> We're gonna leave him at the park today. Today he becomes a man. I hope you brought enough bread indefinitely to feed these ducks because this is where he's gonna stay. This is where he's gonna stay. I feel like I fucked up because I have three kids and I have three kids with the same dude and I miss so many opportunities to trap a different dude. You know, because you have one kid 
And you're like, all right, everyone makes mistakes. And then you have two kids and you're like, I'm running out of wild card kids. Then you have three kids and you're like, fuck, I am 27. There's gonna be a lot more irresponsible sex and I don't know what I'm gonna do about it. I should have really paced this out. Like they always say like, why do convicts recommit? I can tell you. Cause I'd be pregnant and I'd be like in nine months, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna smoke, I'm gonna fuck various things. Two months later, pregnant again. Couldn't handle the freedom. <laughs> Couldn't handle life on the outside at all. Just back in. Uh, it's true. I, uh, I love my kids. Like it's a beautiful thing, but it's weird to like love something so much and, and it comes from your body and you just look at it and you're like, I made you, but I also kind of hate you. Just low key a little bit around the edges. Like that's the thing. People are like, you seem like a really bad mom when you talk on stage. And I'm like, the secret is your mom doesn't love you as much as you think she does. <laughs> you're a little conceited. <laughs> like that's fucked up. That's fucked up to expect one person to base their entire life on you forever. Who would want that? Like that would be mentally ill of me, is what I tell myself when I go to the strip club. I'm doing this for my children. <laughs> so I can be a better mom. I just got out of a relationship. It was a very long-term relationship. It lasted eight years. Eight of those years were bad years. I just wanted to believe. You know, I just, I, I didn't want to be a quitter. I wanted to persevere. And I remember uh, right before we had kids, I was like, I should definitely not have kids with this guy at all, ever. That's it, I'm just gonna bask in it for a minute. I'm just gonna bask in it. I'm hoping that someone just shows up with a time machine right now and I hop in and we go back. But we were in a relationship for eight years and uh, I came home recently and he had just filled our yard with rabbits from Craigslist, many cages of different rabbits, not just from one person. He hit up various people on Craigslist. He spent an entire day collecting these rabbits and bringing them home, just hoarding them. And I was like, okay, what are we supposed to do with all these rabbits now? And he's like, no, I've got a plan. When the kids go to bed, we're gonna watch them fuck. And he was so into it. He was so excited. He's like, we're going to set the mood. We're going to get like a good bag of carrots. We're going to make them comfortable. And we're just going to watch them breed as God intended. And I was like, we have great Wi-Fi. I don't know why we're doing this at all. And I was like, but this, is, this seems like a problem. Like, this is a, this is a sexy situation that's going to get more complicated. What are we supposed to do with all these baby rabbits when they come around? He's like, no, I thought of that too. When they get a little older, we're just going to eat them. We're just gonna eat these baby rabbits that we made. I was like, I think we should see other people. <laughs> because over the last eight years, I've stayed pretty cool and you've become fucking terrifying. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks. That's been my time. All right, so my mom doesn't love me as much as I thought she did. It's good to know a week before Mother's Day. Uh, so your next comedian is a man, and he might be trash, I guess. Uh, uh, everybody give it up for Hung Ming Lu. Is that, is that right? Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm uh, originally from China, and China is a very simple country. Uh, just imagine a Chinatown. And then imagine that all the neighboring towns are also Chinatown. That's it. That's China. But, but the real special thing about China is that we pretty much just have one race. Like, like the cartoon Simpsons, everybody is yellow. <laughs> the chicken, by the way, is orange. We have a show in TV called Amazing Race, not about competition. 
just about us. <laughs> so growing up, I know nothing about race, and this is true. When I came to United States and saw a black person for the first time, and I thought, wow, black people look like white people who drink too much soy sauce. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but, but I came a long way. Now I have black friends, white friends, and I mess up with them. To mess up with my black, uh, white friends, I just keep reminding them who their president is. To, to mess up with my black friends, I just invite them to a Starbucks and show up really, really late. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I got to meet, and meet them up soon. <laughs> um, but I'm a lucky guy. Uh, I was born with a silver chopsticks in my mouth. But I think I'm lucky I get to do comedy, to tell my side of the story, because we don't see things the same way. First, our language. English and Chinese are so different. They're like apple and mandarin. <laughs> you say tomato, I say xi hong si. <laughs> you see things made in China, I see them homemade. Your national bird is bald eagle. My national bird, Peking duck. <laughs> Your national pastime is baseball. My national pastime is eating my national bird. <laughs> and when you guys say, let's make American great again, I was like, American is pretty great. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and, and, and when you say, let's build a war, I was like, it doesn't work. <laughs> we tried. Two thousand years ago, and guess what? The other side hasn't paid it yet. <laughs> Thank you very much. My name is Ho Ming Liu. Hey, Mister, can you tell me where All God right, you guys ready for your last comedian, the headliner? All right, uh, all right, everybody, give it up for Rong Zhao. started surprisingly I'm also from China <laughs> my name is Ron R-O-N-G actually I love my name because my name sounds like meditation you guys ready Ron Ron I bet some of you don't feel like smoking anymore. <laughs> I bet some of you, your pain is going away. I bet some of you are waiting for a punchline. <laughs> it's not coming. But you might feel the relaxation from the top of your roof to the tip of your toe. Just relax. Three, two, one. Just relax and give me 10 bucks. <laughs> Just kidding. Eight bucks. All right, two bucks, all right. 
All right, I'll take anything you give me, all right? Starbucks never spell my name correctly. They always spell my name wrong. <laughs> I look at the cup, W-R-O-N-G. <laughs> so I went up to her and said, hey, this is wrong, my name is wrong. And she's like, yeah, this is wrong. No, this is wrong. <laughs> I was born on an island, actually small island. If you basically just take the Chinatown and put it on the island, that's my island. And growing up, I was really, really shy. Have you guys watched the movie Cast Away? Right, this guy is surviving on an island with a friend. Well, some, yes, exactly, the volleyball. I was just like him, except I didn't have a volleyball. I had a ping pong ball. <laughs> and his name is Chen Jishan Kuamata Naransu Blagu. It doesn't sound like a meditation. So I called him Pong. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved him so much, I basically carried him everywhere I went, except when I was playing ping pong with my friends. Because I didn't want to upset him, right? Because like, he watching us playing ping pong is like you take your fish to a seafood restaurant. That's just rude, right? You don't take your cow to a steak place, right? You don't take Donald Trump to an immigrant family. He doesn't want to see his in-laws. <laughs> Another thing, I, I had this fear that, you know, what if I go home, the ping pong ball is waiting for me, and he's like, where did you go? I go, just hang out with my friends. He goes, I smell another ping pong ball. And I'm like, yeah, there were other ping pong balls, but I was thinking about you the entire time. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. All right, that's the show. Thanks everybody for coming. Thanks for staying. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Mutiny Radio.
Hey everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Thank you.